0: Hello. Welcome to Supernatural Stories, the show where you'll hear real stories of the supernatural from real people all across Canada. I'm your host, Cal Goodbaum, broadcasting from Rocking Chair Studio in Toronto. Hope you enjoy the show. Some people have had not just one supernatural occurrence, but many. You
1: know, I have a friend. I told her all of my stories, and she calls me the witch. She says, oh, you
0: freak me out, you know? (laughs) In this episode, I speak to two such people, Josée from Montreal, Quebec, and Cheryl from Selkirk, Manitoba. The theme of this episode is supernatural experiences around dying, part two. In the first episode of the show, guests from across Canada shared their supernatural stories around their loved ones' passings. I knew that it was a theme we would have to explore again and again. When I first got the idea to make this podcast, I started telling my family and friends about the concept of supernatural stories, and one of the first people I spoke with was my mother, who immediately told me her story about when our boobie passed. Our boobie, who deeply loved artwork of owls, collecting and creating hundreds of such pieces, sent my brother an image of an owl at the moment that she died. That's a short version, if you haven't heard the story, go back after and have a listen to that and other incredible true stories in episodes 1 through 3. These experiences of contact from the dying, of interaction with the spirits we once knew in bodily form, are, in fact, a thing. That is to say that though even one of these stories would be bizarre, there are many 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 more. I'm continuing to ask about these stories with anyone I talk to, and to make public the website supernaturalstories.ca for people to submit their own stories of this and many more unexplained phenomena to include them on later episodes of the show. Now I'll let Jose share a few of her stories.
1: My father died on the 2nd of June 1998. About three weeks later, I moved into a new apartment. One day I was home alone. I was in my dining room looking at some stuff on the dining table that I wanted to put away, you know, in the kitchen, like dishes, stuff like that. Suddenly, I heard a noise behind me. So I turned around, and right there on the floor, almost at my feet, like a foot or two away from me, was a book. And the book was supposed to be in a box somewhere underneath a staircase that was about 20 feet away from me. Anyway, this book fell out of nowhere behind me. It was like empty space. The first piece of furniture would have been six, seven feet away from me. And I'm thinking, where did this book come from? The pages were facing the floor so I could see the cover. When I looked at the cover, I realized it was a book that my father had given me a couple of years before. I was kind of freaking out. So I was like in shock, but I I wasn't afraid. I was just trying to figure out how this could happen. I picked up the book and I was thinking to myself, wow, what is this? Is this a sign from my dad that he wants me to read that book? Because he had told me when he gave it to me, you should read this book because it's very interesting. It's Stephen Hawking. And the book is about the universe. And I had tried to read it, but it was very complicated. So I kind of quit. But now a couple of years later, I find this book on the floor like that, that appears out of nowhere. And I'm thinking maybe there's a message in the book somewhere. Afterwards, I thought more and more, wow, this is so weird. How could this book have appeared out of nowhere like this on the ground? So I figured this is paranormal. This is a sign from my father who died three weeks before. Anyways, I tried to read it again. I still could not read it. We had talked about this before. Is there such a thing as life after death or something after death? We had openly spoken about this all my life. So I figured that the message was, maybe it's just a sign to tell me, Joe, my name is Josie, (laughs) uh, he called me Joe. Joe, this is my way of showing you that there is something after you die. I can prove it to you by doing this. I thought that's the message maybe, that there is something after after life. even talking to you about it now I get shivers you know because I figure how could this happen this book materialized out of nowhere I was listening to one of their shows yesterday and it was talking about dreams that people have and I have those how do you say that in English des rêves prémonitoires
0: premonition dreams
1: yeah that's right and okay there I go I'll tell you that story Four years ago, I had a dream. It was a girlfriend of mine. She was in a boat, and I was with her in the boat. It was like a motorboat. She was holding the the handle for the motor and driving the boat, and we were on the St. Lawrence River near Montreal. We were kind of going across the river to go on the other side. Her name was Mireille. I said to her, Mireille, what are we doing here? What are you doing? And she didn't say anything. She just looked at me and she smiled. She she didn't say nothing. So I said, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? I said, I don't want to go there, I'm afraid. I'm stepping out of the boat. I mean, you know, let me go. She, she kept on smiling at me and she just waved goodbye at me. Suddenly I was out of the boat. I could see her continuing her road on the river. And as she was getting farther and farther away until she disappeared, and I knew she was on the other side. And the other side looked freaky to me because I could see it was all like rocky mountains. It looked like there was no life, actually. No greenery, no trees, nothing. It was just like rocks. And it was gray. And I was afraid I didn't want to go with her. So anyways, I wake up the next morning and I'm all shook up. You know, I'm, I'm shook. I went on her Facebook account. I wanted to tell her, Mireille, are you okay? Did something happen? Because I had this weird dream and I'm worried about you, you know? Did you have an accident? Did something happen? When I went on her Facebook page, I kind of was freaking out. I felt so weird and I figured she's going to think I'm crazy if I say that. If I tell her about this dream, maybe I'm going to scare her for nothing. So I decided not to say anything. I said to myself, I'll wait just a little bit until I hear from her because I was supposed to see her a couple of weeks afterwards. And I wanted to calm down. And I did have those kinds of dreams before and people died like two weeks afterwards. This happened to me at least three times where I had these weird dreams and I knew the person would die. Just left it alone, but it was always on my mind. And one day, about two weeks later, I went on my computer during my lunch, which is something I never do. I don't know why that day I went and I turned on my computer. I went on Facebook, and the first thing I see is the picture of my friend there, and her husband had written I'm sorry, I'm very emotional when I think about this. She was only 56 years old. It said, Mon amour, tu as fermé les yeux pour la dernière fois ce matin. Je t'aime pour toujours. My love, you closed your eyes for the last time this morning. I will miss you, love you forever. And I screamed because I knew what it meant. Uh, anyways, I uh, contacted him and we started talking. I contacted her daughter and they told me what happened. She was having headaches. They did a scan, they couldn't find anything. And she had starting losing her memory, having a hard time reading and writing. And she said to me, they tell me I'm having a burnout or a depression, but she says I don't feel depressed. I just feel tired and I have a, a headache all the time. One day she had this uh, epileptic seizure, and they took her to the hospital. They found that she had brain cancer. She was in the hospital two weeks. They did chemo for her two days, and they said it's not working. Uh, The third week, they put her in les soins palliatifs. I don't know how to say that in English. The
0: palliative care ward.
1: They sent her there. They said she would make it maybe three months max. She made it a week. From the moment she had her seizure until she died... It took three weeks, three weeks she died of brain cancer. She didn't even know she had it three weeks before. I didn't even have time to find out because everything was so quick. I told them about my dream. I don't know if they believed me, but I knew something bad was going to happen to her. All along, she was in the hospital and she was in a coma and, uh, during the last week. So it's as if she came to me to say goodbye.
0: Also, it's really the age-old river crossing, you know, that's always kind of represented going into the afterlife. Yeah? Ever since ancient Egypt, the river sticks.
1: Oh, when my uncle died of cancer, I also saw him as a dolphin. I could see him swimming back and forth, going across the river, and then suddenly he went on the other side and he never came back but it was a dolphin, but I knew it was my uncle. After that dream, I knew that going across the river to me was like going on the other side. See, I I didn't know what you're telling me now, but to me, that's what it meant. And there was also my grandmother. I was dreaming. It almost felt like it was real. It didn't feel like a dream. I was sleeping in my bed and coming out of my (laughs) belly button I could see a silver shiny wire and it was going very high in the atmosphere into space or whatever and I couldn't see her but I knew that my grandmother was at the other end of that long shiny silvery wire and she was floating and I was scared that the thing would break and that she would fly away into the universe and disappear or something It kind of broke, and she kind of disappeared. And then I woke up, and I felt pretty bad, and I felt like my grandmother was leaving us. Next day, I went to see my mom, and I said, how's grandmother? I mean, is she okay? She says, yeah, she's fine. I said, okay. I had a strange dream, and I don't know, I feel as if she's going to die soon. Uh, about two weeks later, <laughs> like I said before, it always—it's always it's always two weeks later. She slipped into a coma, and she died maybe a week later. It's going to sound uh, maybe very um, macabre. I don't know the word in English again.
0: You know what? We have the same word in English, actually, macabre. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, see, I didn't know that. Uh, she committed suicide. Yeah, so... Um, Now the last one I'm going to tell you about is my dad. When my dad died, it was so strange because maybe a week, 10 days before my dad passed away, he came over to my house, my apartment at the time, and my parents came and I invited them for supper. And he had brought me a bouquet of flowers. And in the bouquet of flowers, there was a little tiny pink rose. It kind of didn't fit with the whole ensemble, the bouquet of flowers out of place almost. But it was a nice bouquet of flowers. Two weeks later, one morning, I have a dream and I see the flowers and I see this little rose and it breaks off. It breaks in in two and I see the rose falling into emptiness. And I felt very bad. I felt like something my father gave me had broken and was leaving forever. And as the rose is falling, and I'm looking at it falling into emptiness, the phone rings. It's seven o'clock in the morning. And it's my mom on the phone. And she says to me, Jose, I don't know what's going on. Your father is unconscious. I said, so what's going on? She says, our neighbor called the ambulance. They're going to come. They should be here soon. so we're going to go to the hospital. And she says, I'll call you when we get there to let you know what's going on. I said, oh, no, 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 I'm going to the hospital because I knew I had just had this dream. I knew he was gone. I I knew he was gone. 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 She said, no, no, don't worry. I said, mom, I'm going to the hospital. Which hospital are they going to take him to? So she tells me which hospital. I said, I'll be there. And when I got to the hospital, the nurse was waiting for me. They took me into this room there. My mom was there and we waited about five minutes and the doctor came in to tell us that he had died of a stroke. When I had the dream of the rose that broke and was falling into emptiness, I think that's the moment when my father died. Because when the ambulance got there, they tried to reanimate him, but of course it didn't work, he was already dead, they say. So people who tell me, "Ah, oh, no, paranormal is all crap, nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've never experienced anything if you don't believe it, or you're just in denial. Things happen, and you're just in denial. Because things have happened to me all my life. I don't understand how come people say it's all B-U-L-L, you know?
0: (laughs) It it frustrates me to no end. (laughs) I've had a large number of experiences. I know a lot of people who have had experiences now. It amazes me that some people are able to live in a world where they can just think anything that disagrees with what they already know is impossible yeah maybe it's just too scary for them to admit that ghosts are real
1: I don't know but you know what if people don't believe me I don't care I know what happened I mean you don't have to believe me if you don't want to you know I tell you a story you either believe it or not I have nothing to prove to nobody if you think I'm av- I'm delusional, well, that's your problem, I'm not mine. I know because I went to see a psychiatrist, and I know for a fact I'm not crazy. Did you ever have a psychiatrist tell you you're not crazy? No. Well, don't tell me I'm crazy because I know I'm not. <laughs> there was one scientist that I admired a lot, Brian. Uh,
0: Brian Cox. Yeah, I'd yeah. Read his book.
1: I- I- I'm afraid to say the word that in English. To me, it sounds like sorry. <laughs> it makes me laugh. He said something once, and I was so disappointed in him. He said once, well, if ghosts existed, we would know by now, because scientists, we are so advanced in our technologies and our studies that if ghosts really existed, we would have found them. Therefore, since we never found anything, any proof, they don't exist. I thought, now how stupid is that? It's like you're telling me, I know everything. You think you're very smart, and I'm not saying you're not, but you're not as smart as you think you are. There are things out there that exist that we don't know about. It's not because you don't see something that it means it does not exist.
0: There's 11 dimensions, they say, that are all invisible. Brian Cox will agree. That's
1: right. So, And I say to myself, how can we dare pretend that we know everything? How can all these people that tell stories... How can they all be liars? Yeah, I know. They cannot be all liars. You have some honest people in there. You know, are you telling me that everybody's a liar? No, impossible. How can you think that only the things you know about or see or hear or smell or taste, how can you think that these are the only things that exist? There is nothing else. You know, you're closed minded I don't know if it can be said like that. It's nice to know that other people have had experiences like you have and knowing that they do believe you. Because it's a little bit annoying when you know that people don't believe you, and you know it's true.
0: At the end of the show, if you enjoyed it, you can also check out our Patreon page, where you can help support the show at patreon.com slash supernatural stories. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash supernatural stories I'm proud to bring you the best show I can for free there are numerous costs on my end so any contribution no matter how small is appreciated it's worth noting that Stephen Hawking passed away a day and a half after that recording with Jose she'll be back on a later episode to tell the poltergeist that has been playing tricks on her and her family for years Repeat visits on the show are part of the fun. You first heard Cheryl telling her stories of UFO sightings in the previous show, episode 3, UFOs. I spoke to her on the phone from Selkirk for over an hour, and she told me that she could go on for many hours more than that. I'm looking forward to talking to her more. She suffered a tremendous amount of loss in her life, which she'll tell you about. But it is her strength and spiritual vigor that allows her to overcome this.
2: We have a lot of things happen to us, and it's kind of like on a daily basis. It's like we live with the spirits. Some people think you're crazy if you say something like that, right? But, well, see, I lost my 15-year-old daughter to suicide in 2009. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And actually, today, it's nine years that she passed. Then I lost my own man in June of 2012. I'm sorry. And then... My daughter couldn't handle it, and she ended up taking her life in December of 2012, hmm. and she was 18. After that, I couldn't function or do anything. So anyways, my cousin ended up taking me to a medium. She knew I was coming there. She said a lot of things to me like, do you see eagles? We're native. All my children, my grandchildren dance powwow, and my grandson's a champion chicken dancer, eh? forms all over manitoba saskatchewan ontario so we're traditional people hey we always seen eagles when we were out on the res all the time i used to see three eagles in the sky all the time eh? and how did this medium know that you know she didn't know anything about us she was actually italian from long island new york
0: (laughs) the last time i saw an eagle was over 15 years ago i think
2: oh really yeah well it means something when you see one eh? I was seeing those eagles. And she said that was my two daughters and my husband. I died in 1996. I had my daughter. She's 21 now. And um, I died for three and a half minutes. I've gone to the other side. It's different. It's, your spirit still continues on, but your body's gone. Stuff happens even when people are around me. And it's like I go, oh, that's just my old man or the girls, you know? And that's just how we view it because it happens all the time to us, you know? Like shortly after my husband passed, we had a pit bull and his name was Bishop. I fell into a depression, eh? so I didn't really go anywhere. I I stayed in my room all the time. And the poor dog had no dog food. And I was just too tired to get out of bed go feed him from leftovers in the fridge or something and he kept coming to my bed and nudging me with his nose and that was my husband's dog eh? he went everywhere with the dog eh? I heard this loud noise so I got up right away went running and I turned and I looked on my counter and there was my blender going full speed so I went to turn it off right it was pressed on 10 and I hit the off button all of a sudden I look and it's not even plugged in (gasps) And there's my dog, my bishop, standing there looking at me, his head turned to the side. I just felt a warmth right away. To me, it was my own man telling me, get up out of bed and go feed the dog. <laughs> and that's how he got me out of bed. He turned on that blender. He had a smell to him that was unique. He worked at a lumber yard. He's always smelled like cedar and weed, because he smoked weed. You know, not not every man smells like that, you know? I was standing there like I was in awe, not scared, just like Mort got me out of bed to see Bishop, you know? So I'm standing beside the stove where our island was, that's where he used to sit all the time and have a drink, and that was his spot. All of a sudden, I just felt this warmth go through my body. I could smell that cedar, the the fresh cut wood and the weed smell. And I could just feel the warmth of his hug, like somebody had put their arms around me and was hugging me. I just started bawling right there, and I knew it was him. When my daughter passed away, she loved Nicki Minaj. After she passed away, her cell phone went off, it was sitting on my friend's dresser. It just started playing Nicki Minaj, and there wasn't even a battery in it. So it's that kind of stuff. My 15-year-old, she turns the TVs on and off. My 18-year-old, she turns the radios on and and the cell phones. I had an incident about three weeks ago, a month ago, and the police had to come here and take a statement. I was sitting in my dining room, and I do a lot of sewing, right? I make star blankets, and I make uh, powwow regalia and everything. So I was sewing, and this was maybe about 10, 11 o'clock at night. The officer came in and sat down, and she started recording me. My husband didn't like cops. He just didn't. That's who he was. I had made something for a friend of mine, like those uh, little jewel crescents, and all of a sudden, something comes flying from the living room into the dining room and hit the ground right in front of her. He looked down, and I looked down, and that was that jewel that I had left on the coffee table. And I turned and I looked in the living room. There was nobody in there. And that cop got up, and she went walking towards the living room, and she looked around. Her face just went white, and she goes, did you see that? And I said, uh, yeah. And I started chuckling to myself. She goes, did that really happen? And I said, yeah, I think so. And she goes, I can't believe how calm you are. My heart's just racing. Maybe I'm tired or something. And I said, no, I said, you know, I lost two daughters and a husband. I said, and this kind of stuff happens, like, every second day, sometimes on a daily basis. I said, I'm kind of used to it. I said, but it's probably my old man. I said, he didn't like cops. And... You're in my house, and so that's what he probably did. He probably took that and threw that at you because that was his way of saying that he don't like cops in my house. She just started laughing, eh? Last night, my daughter came upstairs, my 21-year-old. She came upstairs because she heard my grandchildren in their room. She came around the corner and there was somebody standing there. She thought it was my grandson's friend. My grandson's 12. She thought he had a friend's sleepover. It was Sunday, right, Sunday morning. I was making breakfast for the kids, and she came down, and she just looked pale, and she had this look on her face. And she goes, Mom, is there anybody upstairs? And I'm like, no. I looked in the living room. All my grandchildren were sitting on the couch. She goes, well, Tyson didn't have anybody over? And I said, no. Why? And she said, well, I just seen somebody standing in their, their room. They peeked around the corner, and they looked at me. You know maybe to somebody that doesn't see spirit or doesn't experience any paranormal activity may get frightened and you know all i do is i go downstairs and i light a smudge eh? i have sage and cedar and i light it in my smudge bowl and i go smudge my house i just tell those spirits please don't scare my grandkids you know what i tell my children and grandchildren is you know what our family their bodies are gone but they're still with us. We just can't see them. They're around us. There's only some people in the world that are gifted and have been given that gift to see those spirit, day, eh? to, to feel their presence, to, to, to actually physically see them. Some of us can go through our whole lives and not see anything or experience anything. Spirit world isn't anything that we can fathom and even understand here on earth. And I know that because I left my body. It's a totally different realm, a totally different dimension. I also have a granddaughter, she's five. Her dad has that gift to see dead people. And she, I guess, has inherited that from him. She lives with me. She sees in my home an older woman, her name's Lily. Her dad would come stay here and he told me, he said, you have a woman in here, her name's Lily doesn't bother us but she lives in my utility room and she's always on my stairs and you know you can see out of the corner of your eye I just say to her, Lily you know what like please don't scare my grandbabies today you're welcome to come and go as you please but you know what don't scare them when those negative spirits come I think those negative spirits come because a lot more people nowadays are using chemicals, Hey, they're using drugs, they're having problems with alcohol. It clouds your spirit, it clouds your soul. It allows to open doorways for those negative things to come into your home. One of the customary things was, during a wake, after a family member or friend passed, the old people would take blankets or sheets and put them over their mirrors. That was so that you didn't see spirits roaming around in your home because there's that four day period.
0: You know what's interesting? Jewish people, I come from a Jewish family, and we also cover the mirrors. You're also not supposed to look in the mirrors. There's a period after.
2: That's traditionally what we do too. The elders always taught us, don't look in the mirrors. Cover the mirrors because it was more of a temptation for somebody to look in those mirrors. You might not like what you see behind you. Has those four days to roam the earth and uh, go visit. You know family and friends before they go on their journey, isn't that cool? Like, you know, you're Jewish and I'm I'm native, yeah. and those things are still customary in death to deal with not only using one daughter but two, and then their dad. I might be a basket case by now, I might be dead by now, you know, like from drinking or or doing drugs, you know, like to cover my pain. But the one thing that comforted me was knowing that they were here with me. I live every day with my grief and loss, and like today was my 15-year-old's ninth anniversary. She died today, nine years ago. And it's ironic how you just happened to call me on this day, you know? You know, you're allowed to see this way, but you need to go back and tell other people that this way of life is real. I know why you're on the journey that you're on, which is totally amazing, by the way. You know, like when you posted that, I was like, wow, you know, okay, I'm gonna get in touch with him. If he responds to me, that's cool. If he doesn't, then, you know, I guess it wasn't meant to be. There needs to be more people out there uh, discussing and sharing their stories about the afterlife. And like you said, you're starting to find out there's so many similarities to different cultures. Is there truth to this? And and if so, in what sense? I just know that I'm really glad that you can help people share their stories, you know what I mean?
0: This episode was a little bit different because the storytellers on this show really came packing quite a few wonderful tales. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm very excited about bringing you more episodes of the show. If you have a story of your own, why not get in touch at supernaturalstories.ca or facebook.com supernaturalpodcast. There will be upcoming episodes featuring more stories about UFOs, haunted places, even haunted schools, premonitions, psychics, and everything else unexplained that really happened.
1: Oh, I can't wait to listen to it.
0: Thank you for listening to Supernatural Stories. I'm your host, Cal Goodbaum. These have all been real stories from real people across Canada. This show featured the song, My Sweetie Went Away by Bessie Smith. The rest were original tracks composed for the show. I'm a musician after all. If you want to contribute any small amount of money towards the production of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash supernatural stories. The funds can help pay for the sponsored posts and postering campaigns, which attract story submissions. If you have a story of your own to contribute, you can do that at supernaturalstories.ca or facebook.com slash supernaturalpodcast. Till next time.